Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Uh, joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, a good friend of the program, Jerry DiNardo of the Big Ten Network, our analyst and former head coach himself. Jerry, how you doing? Good, Bill. How about you? I'm doing wonderful. Uh, the question I get all the time, and we were talking about it earlier today, is give me your thoughts as to the likelihood of football in the 2020 season. Likelihood is good. What it's going to look like, when it's going to start, when it's going to end, how many games, don't know. I think that's uh, where we're all at. Uh, I want to see a 2020 season. I don't know what it's going to look like with a uh, collegiate bubble, so to speak. Yeah, you know, obviously universities have a bigger problem than, than the NFL, Major League Baseball. If you can't put fans in the stands, that means it's not safe. And to play college football in front of empty stands means that it's why would it be safe for the student-athletes if it's not safe for people to come watch? So uh, a much bigger hurdle uh, in the educational, under the educational umbrella than the business umbrella. I, uh, I look at a team like uh, Wisconsin, uh, obviously a big favorite out, out west. Uh, Ohio State still the favorite in the east. These two teams have been dominant. Uh, is there somebody – we'll start in the, the east. Uh, is, is this the time for Michigan to finally step up a little bit? I thought last year with the change of head coach, Urban Meyer out, Day coming in, having that game at Michigan, I thought, boy, that was, that was right for the picking, and they still didn't get it. Where is that program right now up against Ohio State? Well, I think there's a gap, and I think Penn State's in, in between those two. I, I would say Penn State, uh, talent-wise, is closer than Ohio, closer to Ohio State than Michigan is. Penn State is a very stable program in regard to staff, uh, in regard to scheme. Uh, Michigan has more turnover, usually, in their staff than the other two. And they bounce around a little bit with the scheme on offense and on defense. They have, have not been able to stop the, the best teams that they play. If you look at their stats, they're terrific. If you look at their stats against the best competition, they're average at best. So I would rate the East as Ohio State with Penn State being the, 
the most dangerous challenger with Michigan third. You know, you only can play 11 of those guys at a time. If you go 1 to 85 in scholarships, then Ohio State's gap is bigger than when you put 11 on the field for Ohio State and 11 on the field for Penn State. So, to me, Bill, it's it's more Penn State, Ohio State with Michigan in third. Um, going out to the West, uh, obviously Wisconsin has been solid, and what Paul Christ has done there very quietly is built a really, really solid program. Their only stumbling block has been Ohio State in that Big Ten championship game. So talk about the depth of the West. We keep waiting for Nebraska to make that next step. Uh, obviously Minnesota did last year, a lot of excitement around that program. And then there's Iowa, and Iowa right now has some problems of their own internally. Yeah, you know, I think West is, if not the most balanced division in college football, one one of them in, in the conversation. I'm not saying it's the best, but if you look what ha- has happened in the West, you, you look at the veteran guys, and I'll say Paul's a veteran guy, Kirk's a veteran guy. They have changed their recruiting in a positive nature. Then you look at the new coaches. You look at PJ, you look at Jeff Brom, you look at Scott Frost. They've improved recruiting immensely on, on their campuses. So, so that's five out of the seven. Northwestern has stayed the same. Illinois has an unusual niche in recruiting, if you will. So the five teams that I've mentioned in the West have made that very, very competitive. Uh, and it's, it's, I believe it's going to stay that way. You know, Iowa's got some issues, as you mentioned, that they have to get past. Uh, but the other four, you know, it's possible those four will be rocking and rolling when we, when we finally start better than they have in, in recent years. And they've been pretty good in recent years. With Wisconsin, you mentioned Paul Christ and what he's been able to accomplish. Obviously, he's got Jack Cohn as quarterback, Graham Mertz waiting in the wing. This is a year in which, uh, you know, we all thought, or at least many had hoped, that Graham Mertz, who came in so highly uh, acclaimed, would take over that quarterback position without spring practice, without those spring games and such, and without workouts. You don't get a chance to see what they've done in the off season, what they've been able to do to kind of grow their game. We just assume at this point Jack Cohn is going to be the guy. So you tell me, as a former coach, how difficult would this off season have been to evaluate the talent, specifically the areas of the guys that – uh, you know, departed, and then you have to fill some of those those rosters. You lose a guy like Quintez Cephas at wide receiver. Now you got to figure out who your wide receivers are and who's your go-to guy. And it's hard to get a chemistry and a rhythm with those guys. How difficult would this off season have been? Well, very difficult. Uh, you know, I mean, this is a setback for everybody. I guess that's the only consolation that nobody has an advantage. Everyone is set back. Uh, you look at the quarterback position at Wisconsin. You know. They're, they're, there may be nobody in the country that knows uh, more than, than Paul Chris does about quarterback play. There may be some people that know as much, but not as more. But you, you want the players to get the reps. You want the competition to be on the field, not necessarily only in the classroom. But, Bill, you know, spring practice for certain programs means more than other programs. I'd say for Wisconsin, not that they're a developmental program. I don't like that term because – it makes it makes it sound like they don't have talent. Wisconsin has talent. They have a lot of talent, but they do develop their players uh, through repetitions on the practice field. They're not afraid to practice hard, and so I think it sets them back a little bit more because of the culture of their program, not because they have any less talent than most of the teams that they'll play. 
I really like um, the direction that Paul Christ has, has taken. It's, it, to, to say it would be stable, I think, would be maybe doing it a disservice because that means you just have a, a good team and it's good year in and year out, but it's not great. I think he's taken it to a new height. I think, and, and I know Wisconsin fans feel at times disrespected by rankings and such, but to me, I've always said, you got to get over Ohio State. You got to go out and win it. And then you launch yourself into that stratosphere of teams with that exceptional ability. So give me your thoughts on Paul Christ. And is it just merely getting over Ohio State and getting into that Final Four when it comes to the uh, the, the bowl championships uh, group uh, that gives them then that status that takes them to the next echelon? Yeah, and I, and I think it's about evaluating your program and not being afraid to make changes. And I'll give you a couple of examples. The first Ohio State-Wisconsin uh, game that was in Columbus, I was at that game. And Wisconsin lined up under the center, if I remember right, under the center 11 times. In other words, they were in the shotgun. Were they running the spread formation? No. But by formation, they were eliminating first-round draft picks from being in the box. Nowadays, if you're playing against the best teams in the country, like Ohio State, and you're outnumbered in the box because you've lined up with two backs in the backfield with a quarterback under the center, it's very, very difficult to, to move the ball. It, it's, it's darn near impossible against the best teams in the country, not against teams that you have equal or better talent than. So for me, when Paul did that, I, I, I believe there's something to be said. And, this, and again, you talk about spring practice, not that he would have showed, showed it to anybody that was at practice. He would have closed it down if he was making some moves schematically when we were visiting. But the fact that he would try to play Ohio State differently that he's played everybody else, to me, says a lot about his open-mindedness that the game is evolving. And then I've already mentioned the other thing. They changed recruiting. Recruiting has changed dramatically in college football in, this, in the latest generation of coaches. And a lot of it's silly. A lot of it's uh, a little bit uh, social media, obviously, and, and graphics and things that you wouldn't think somebody would make a decision on where to go to school, but that's the, that's the way it is right now. And I think with a place like Wisconsin, a place like Iowa, they're moving in, in, in that direction. Remember this, Bill, the gap is not that big in talent that when Wisconsin, if Wisconsin goes to Indianapolis and they go against Ohio State, they can't win that one game. They only have to be better than Ohio State on one day. They don't have to be better than Ohio State in 365 days. No one's going to do that. There's only, there's only a few teams in the country that will be excellent every day or have the talent to be every day. All you've got to do is get to Indianapolis, be highly motivated, have a great game plan, and outplay a team that has more talent than you. You only have to do that once to win the Big Ten Championship and go to the college football playoff. And I believe that's where Wisconsin is. Hey, Jerry, real quick before I let you go, I know, you know, there was some success a few years ago from a team like Northwestern. Like I mentioned, we keep waiting for Nebraska to kind of, you know, make that rise. Who's on the cusp? Is it is it still Minnesota? Do we look north and say, you know, what they have going on up there and rowing the boat and everybody buying into that situation? Is Minnesota the team to to kind of to kind of go after and say that's a team I want to circle? Or is somebody else really ready to kind of rise to prominence? I'd say the one team you haven't mentioned, Bill, that you probably should is Purdue. And, and again, when you look what Jeff Brown does offensively, he's very creative. He's very good. He's a great play caller. 
They've had trouble on defense, and he made a change with his defensive coordinator. And so, again, this is a coach that has high expectations. They just decided to pay him a gazillion dollars. He has to perform. He's under pressure to perform. It's self-inflicted, as it may be, and, and external pressure. But the fact that he would make a change on defense to complement what is a very, very good schematic offense and a very good offensive play call, you know, and he's done a very good job recruiting as well. So I would put Purdue there. I think P.J. will keep Minnesota going, and, I, and I'm like you. We're all waiting for uh, Scott Frost to kind of have a breakout year, and when he does, again, the West just keeps getting better. Jerry, it's always a pleasure. Great to talk to you. I certainly appreciate it. Stay safe, and uh, hopefully we talk about some football on the field down the road very soon, okay? Bill, you stay safe as well. Thank you. Appreciate it, pal. Talk to you. There you go. Jerry DiNardo with the Big Ten Network joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.